Oscar, where's 1049 Park Avenue? This is 1049 Park Avenue! Can two divorced men share an apartment without driving each other crazy? And welcome to 1049 Park Avenue, an odd couple podcast. Ted and Garrett here to talk about season three, episode three called The Princess. Garrett, do you want to give us a little insight on the writing? Yes, The Princess, uh, September 29, 1972, air date. Uh, writing credit goes to Bill Idelson, frequent writer we've seen, but normally as part of a team with the Harvey legendary Harvey Miller. And so this is the first I've seen him on his own. I, I get the feeling Harvey Miller had been kind of promoted by this time as like uh, he, really like head writer or- And all his acting work. And he's doing all that acting work yeah. that we've seen, right. So um, anyway, who knows? But this this is goes just to Bill Idelson. So we uh, close up on an exterior of Felix's studio, which we've seen now a few times. And we inside see a very regal looking woman in a dark red dress wearing jewelry. Uh, Felix comes out from behind a very old fashioned looking camera. It's like a, one of the, I mean, it felt huh. like a civil war. Where, where, does he have, I forget, does he have yeah. a, a, a yeah, curtain to put over? Curtain on it. Yeah, um, although I wow. was able to see inside the curtain and it looks like there's like a, a screen inside like a film daily screen um and he's wearing a very fancy suit and he goes to the woman and says absolutely perfect that is perfect but he still is fussing with her he crosses her hands for her and he says regal but relaxed and he goes on to move her hair off her face and he makes a fuss over her hair um and after he's done with this he backs up but he hits a standing photographer lamp uh, that uh, two other people are next to, and he knocks almost knocks it over. Uh, one of the women, one of the people, is a heavyset woman in a light blue dress, and the other is a man in what we later find out is basically a chauffeur's suit, but it looks kind of more like a, a some sort of official-looking royal suit. Uh, Felix says after he almost knocks over this lamp, "Oh, I'm sorry. Don't panic. There's nothing to panic about. I'm a little bit nervous. This is the first time I've ever photographed royalty." And the woman who talks with a British accent says, I'm really an ordinary person. And Felix laughs and says, Your Royal Highness, Princess Lydia Lichtenberg, an ordinary person? You jest with a commoner. Uh, so we'll just say now, Princess Lydia is played by Gene Simmons, not of Kiss. Different Gene Simmons. <laughs> Good thing you clarified that because, yeah. you know, with a different spelling, but uh, someone hearing that might be surprised. Yes, this is J-E-A-N. Uh, she was couldn't a, be more opposite actually personality type male not just male female but very classy british what are you saying about kisses jeans <laughs> um he she was an acclaimed british actress she was in great expectations black narcissus hamlet guys and dolls elmer gantry spartacus and the grass is greener that's some resume uh this was and that's first... Lawrence olivia's hamlet she was uh, ophelia this is her first filmed TV appearance. She was in a couple Bob Hope live plays. Mm. Uh, and then she would go on to do some more prestige. Well, she wanted to do Thornbirds of North and South, two of the biggest miniseries uh, of all time. But she also did some Murder, She Wrote. Um, you know, I'm glad you looked that up, Ted, this was, that this was kind of her, certainly her sitcom debut. Um, because 
that's really a first on the show that we've seen. I mean, she was kind of a made, not, you know, maybe not A-list Hollywood star, but certainly uh, she was a she was uh, a, very, get. a classy star uh, with a classy pedigree of great classic movies. Right. She was definitely a get. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's kind of like a big deal that uh, uh, it says something about the status of the show that a movie star of that caliber is making not just a guest appearance as themselves on the show, which right. we've seen, but this is the first, I would say, guest star, truly guest star who's actually playing a character. I, yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm actually, now that you think of it, I mean, Roy Clark, okay, didn't play Roy Clark, but he essentially played Roy didn't Clark. He? Oh. No, he played name, Oscar's right. friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, were there any other actors of this type who didn't play anything like themselves? I may be missing something, but uh i i would i would guess not we'll see but uh, yeah that, yeah this is uh kind of unique uh and there is a real lichtenberg but it's the 11th borough of berlin <laughs> not a country yeah well i assume it's kind of like they're going for luxembourg yes that's i guess what that's I kind too. of the equivalent yeah. of a small right. country where <laughs> uh all we know is, as you mentioned, right, that that uh, Jean Simmons speaks with a British accent, and her associate, her 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 lady in waiting, whatever, speaks with what kind of that? just the upper class American accent. Yeah. So is that American? Okay. Felix goes on to say, "This is an honor I will never forget." And at this point, the other lady says, uh, "Isn't he charming? What manners! You could pass yourself off as a duke." And Felix says, "Thank you, Miss Rykoff." And that is the character's name who we'll see more of later she's played by peggy rea who started acting on tv in bit parts of i love lucy actually mm. and then she was in many series dr kildare man from uncle family affair mission impossible marcus welby and in the 80s she was on 22 episodes of step by step and 51 episodes of grace under fire uh the princess says you know this photograph turns out well it could become a stamp which astonishes and excites felix who says a stamp no you know, excited, no, not, 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 no, I don't oh, want it okay. to be. And Lydia says, as a matter of fact, the gentleman who photographed my mother became a knight. And Felix looks up regally and says, Sir Felix Unger, knight of Lichtenberg. And he's already kneeling in front of her and he bows to her. And Felix says, well, perhaps I better cleanse the royal lens, which he laughs nervously at, and then does indeed wipe the lens of his camera. And he's ready to begin taking pictures, but he realizes the film is not loaded. And then he starts to bow out of the room saying, I'll step into the dark room for just a moment. And Miss Rykoff asks if she can go with him. And she's never- Kind of a big mistake to make for as a professional photographer. Yes, yes. I, obviously he's very nervous. Miss <laughs> uh, Rykoff says, I've never seen a real photographer's dark room. And Felix says, nothing much to see, it's dark. And Miss Rykoff says, uh, Ms. Rykoff says, well, I don't mind the dark if the company is good. Let's go in and see what develops. <laughs> She's going on a bit strong there. Uh, a good pun or a, a obvious pun. Felix says Lichtenberg humor, huh? And he bows backwards again into the dark room and says, your highness, highness. And at this point, uh, Oscar walks in, usual, wearing his usual messy sports sweatpants and sweatshirt outfit that we've seen in the past. Uh, and that leads to our first clip. Felix, did you take a laundry ticket? I need my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, honey, where's Felix? I beg your pardon? Felix. Oh, Mr. Unger, he's in the dark room. <laughs> Haven't I met you before? It's <laughs> <laughs> not the first time you worked for Felix, is it? Hey, 
Weren't you the girl on the mouthwash commercial? <laughs> Didn't you go out to Bruno Seeds last year? Ah, uh, Bruno, see if Mr. Unger's available, will you? Yeah, Bruno, tell him I need my laundry, will you? <laughs> you know, Felix is very good at his job, but sometimes I think he's off his rocker. I mean, a pretty girl like you comes in, he ought to put you in a bikini or something, show off your great shape, you know? I mean, a little cheesecake. Cheesecake? <laughs> yeah. Hey, now, wait a minute. Don't think I come on strong like this with all the models. I don't. I like you. You've got class, see? You're not like those other dogs. You photographed animals? The worst. Listen, uh, I was thinking maybe we could go have a little dinner, the roller derby, you know what I mean, tonight? <laughs> hey, how, how about ice hockey? I'll get you an autographed puck, see? I know all the players. Are I'm afraid not. Why not? The way I'm dressed. Oh, I was playing ball in the park. That's why I'm sweating like a pig, see? But I'll shower. Oscar, what are you doing here? Striking out. What do you say? Oscar. Ah. This is Princess Lydia. Princess Lydia. Oh, I'm sorry. I heard of you. At the Silver Slippia, do we act with the pigeons? How do you think? <laughs> 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 I'm terribly sorry, Mom. Step this way, please. Will you leave? We'll discuss this later. Discuss what? We got first dibs on this chick? Her subjects have first dibs on Princess Lydia. Oh, well, you got now. Oscar! This is Her Royal Highness, Princess Lydia of Lichtenberg. This is Miss Rykoff, her secretary. New secretary to princess? This is Bruno, her chauffeur. And you're the chauffeur of the princess. So you must be the princess. <laughs> Felix, I've been trying to pick up royalty. <laughs> Boy, am I a Oscar! So one thing is, wouldn't Felix have said to Oscar how excited he is to photograph royalty before this moment? Um, yeah, theoretically, although, you know, I sometimes get the impression that they don't they don't have much, you know, they they are not crossing each other in the apartment, going about their way, their he lives, you know, they're not his, keeping in touch, maybe, you know, I don't know. Complains about his work, he talks about it. Yeah. Like, as no, as, I, she also didn't know Cosell was going to be there, too, last week. Right. Right. So, so and that and kind, that's kind of dramatically important that Oscar ha is uh, they're using this a lot. We can see already yeah, that, that he's in the Oscar dark. In needs the dark. to come to the studio. He's in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he needs to be surprised by who he sees. But there. realistically, I don't know. I feel like. Well, on. if you want to get into realism. Well, OK, that's what. Yes, that's my. Well, can I just say I, I, I'll leave I'll leave this there. <laughs> we don't have to talk about it. But I I just maybe you picked up on why. How, is this princess having her photograph taken by some guy in New York? Oh, well, I assume she was like on some tour of New York. Right. Uh, and that, uh, I, why, I, feel, I don't know, photographing her for the newspaper or. Yeah, that would make sense if it's something. an actual assignment. Like, who is actually commissioning this photograph? I, and I always assumed it was Lichtenberg looking for someone to photograph her for some event or newspaper yeah. or, or, or what uh, some, some journalism, some newspaper, some media is doing yes. an article on her and yes, hiring that, him. that yeah, would that be the, yes. the best explanation because otherwise, yeah, I think they, it may be a, it may be a fictional country and it may be a small country, but uh, they probably have some good photographers there too. Yes. But you're right. It's probably, could... yes, I think it's for an article now that I yeah. think more about it. Anyway, proceed. Uh, Bruno is not credited, by the way, and he doesn't really have any lines, but he has a presence, but I, I don't know who played him. 
Uh, and by the way, we see Oscar annoying Felix at work again, even though he says to Felix last week, do I come to your place and bother you at work? Yes, and now he's done it doing two weeks it. in a row. Now he's done it two weeks in a row. So after the credits, Oscar and Felix are eating dinner, and Oscar has- Oh, a- can I just, I'm sorry, yes. before you go on, uh, I think it's hilarious how it's a little out of character, even, but it's hilarious how Klugman is so playing up this kind of crass- He's like a D's Dem and Doe's guy. You know, yeah, he's like, roller <laughs> derby. he's so crass. You go to go to the, hey, you're a hot chick. I'm going to go to yeah. the roller derby. Yeah. And I love his, you know, the fact that he enters saying, where's, I need my underwear. Yeah. Uh, and so, but it's just hilarious because they just, she's, and Gene Simmons is great. Just kind of like totally un, well, just a little phased by it, but not grossed out. And, but he's just so crude. <laughs> yeah. And you can even, you hear it. I heard it more just listening to it this time that Klugman is almost doing an accent of a, a you know, of a, a D's Dem and Does guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, after the credits, Oscar and Elix are feeding, Oscar and Felix are eating dinner. Oscar's a plate of pasta in front of him, uh, but he's sitting there not eating. He's sitting with his head in his hands. And Felix says, come on, eat a little something. Not another night of sitting there, not touching your food. I made your favorite lasagna and French fries, which was astonishing to me that they had continued his favorite food week to week and not the same writers. And yeah, right. So I guess it's a... But I know there's other... Executive decision. Yes. I don't know (laughs) if that's a... And they must have thought it was such... Because they did get a laugh the first time. And they probably say, let's stick with it. Fact that... not even that funny anymore. They were able to track that is amazing. It should be amazing. Given the inconsistency. Given the inconsistency. Uh, Oscar's clearly upset. He says, I'm eating, I'm eating. And Felix says, no, you're not. There's nothing on your shirt. Oscar says, what's that got to do with it? Which I find is a weird question because how do you not know what he means by that? (laughs) And Felix says, because when you eat, you always spill something on your shirt. So Oscar puts his hand in the food and he touches his shirt, which leaves a stain on it and says, now I'm eating. Felix goes to wipe off the shirt and says, you make such a pig of yourself. Oscar says, all day long, all I've been thinking about is how I offended the princess. I made such a fool of myself. I'll get you an autograph puck and I'll take you to the roller derby. <laughs> At least he makes fun of himself. Yeah, right. I'd like to tear my tongue out. And Felix says, you're exaggerating this all out of proportion. Believe me, she wasn't that upset. Oscar says, she said something after I left. What did she say? And Felix says, she muttered something about dungeons. Oscar says, cut <laughs> it out. Is that supposed to be a joke? Is that, I mean, that just is like, is Felix joking with Oscar? Yes, he is. Oscar <laughs> says, cut it out. Stop trying to cheer me up. Oh, okay. You want to think about how I embarrassed you, my best friend. Yeah, because he's like a king who's got a just really. Right. But he does it totally deadpan. Yeah, so. deadpan. Felix says, don't worry about it. I'll get over it. I'll even get over losing my knighthood. Oscar says, knighthood. And she was, and Felix says, uh, Os- Oscar says, knighthood. She was going to make you a knight. And Felix says, nothing definite. Neither was the stamp. Oscar says, what stamp? Felix says, there was some talk. If they like the picture, they're going to put it on a stamp. And Oscar groans. And Felix says, it's nothing. Oscar says, people all over Lichtenberg would have been licking the back of your picture. (laughs) Felix, break my arm. Put me in the rack. Stretch some sense into me. Felix says, will you stop it? You're making me blue. And I'm a cheerful guy. Oscar (laughs) says, you're a cheerful guy? And at this point, the doorbell rings. And Oscar says, why do I always act so stupid in the presence of people who are socially higher than I am? So when Oscar goes to open the door, Bruno walks in and there's this kind of fun music playing over it. He walks very quickly in, hands Felix an envelope and very quickly walks out. And as he's walking that in and out, Oscar's trying to tell Bruno to tell the princess how sorry he is, how he hasn't eaten or slept. And 
how he will send her a little trinket, which I've never <laughs> noticed that line before. He says, I'll send her a little trinket. It's a funny visual. We're not playing it here just because. And the music is kind of March, that March. Yes. It's really a scene to see rather than listen to. Uh, after he leaves, Oscar says he must have been double parked because he goes in and out so quickly. Uh, Felix opened up the envelope, opens up the envelope and says, I've been invited to a royal tea by Princess Lydia. And Oscar says, oh, Felix, and you could apologize for me when you see her. Tell her how sorry I am. Felix says, I will not. Oscar says, why not? And Felix says, you'll do it yourself. I can't. I'm not invited. Felix says, says I can bring a date. You're my date. So we have a new scene. We have exterior shot and panning up of the Waldorf, Waldorf Towers. You confirmed that. Well, it says Waldorf Towers oh, on I it, didn't so okay. I didn't have to confirm it. Uh, now we have a new scene of the tea party. <clears throat> we see people in very fancy clothes. There's a piano playing. And the set design here is really good. Yeah, a notch. Uh, they, they kicked it up a notch. It really feels usual... like a luxury suite. Yeah. Uh, we see Princess Lydia talking to somebody. And the doorbell rings. And did you notice who plays the butler who opens the door? A Mr. Eddie Garrett. Yes. Um, Felix <laughs> Looking walks, very solemn and serious. Felix walks in wearing very fancy English clothing. He's got a morning coat and a top hat. And he's got like a magician's cane. I didn't understand that. Well, is that's that, the... Is that the British thing? To have you a, only know it as a magician's cane, but yeah. that is the formal like Victorian or Edwardian uh, formal wear. You know? But so... I guess I, I guess I knew that, but what is it, what is it supposed to do? In real, I, <laughs> it's a, a walking stick. It's, I guess, I don't know why Felix would it, use it, but it I guess it was easy to do anything. Oh, I see. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe it, was, maybe it was a bad prop. Okay. I didn't really notice it. Uh, and he introduces himself to the butler and says, I'm Felix. Uh, I, he says, I'm Felix Unger, court photographer. And he hands him the hat and the cane and also a pair of gloves. And Miss Rykoff comes rushing over and says, I'm so happy to see you. I did so enjoy being in the dark room with you the other day. Felix says, thank you, Miss Rykoff. Is my friend, Mr. Madison here? And she says, well, I haven't seen him, but oh, I'm so happy you're here. And Felix says, and her Royal Highness, Princess Lydia. And Miss Rykoff says, oh, she's right over here. So now we're gonna play a clip. It's a pretty long clip, five, over five minutes. A couple of things to point out ahead of time. You're going to hear a noise that is Felix clicking his heels a as lot. he bows to as each bows, person. Right. He's introduced to the room and he does this great heel click. Yeah. And this scene does have a fair amount of visuals. It's too good a scene not to play, and there's enough audio to make it worthwhile. But uh, we're going to acknowledge ahead of time that some of the delight in this scene, which is a great scene, is from visual. But we're going to play the five. Five minutes now. Mr. Unger, oh. how good of you to come. Your Royal Highness, wild horses could not have kept me away. <laughs> you look enchanting. Thank you. Your dress is lovely. Thank you. <laughs> Isn't this a lovely day? Yes, it is. Uh, may I present uh, the Marquis of Rennington, Count Polsky, the Consul from Nigeria, His Excellency Carlos Benetti, Lord Hollingswood, the Right Honourable Philip Carson, the Right Reverend Monsignor Gontos, and the Earl and Countess Stanford. <laughs> Your 
say. How nice of you to come. Oscar. What's the matter? Oscar. What? Your clothes. What's the matter? I told you to wear a morning coat. I wear this coat every morning. <laughs> I thought you'd be proud of me. I wore a tie and everything. Surely you remember the yes. Princess Lydia? Yes. Oh, Princess. Hello there, Mr. Madison. Hi. I trust your laundry came out all right. Oh, yeah, great. I'm wearing a knock. <laughs> your, 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 your Highness. Your Highness. Your Highness. Your Royal Highness, actually, but it couldn't matter less. Mr. Madison, yes. may I present? The Marquis of Remington, hey, Count Polsky. How are you? The Consul from Nigeria. Brother? His Excellency, <laughs> Carl. <laughs> Oh, and the Right Reverend Monsignor Contos oh, and the Earl of Earl, are you? Countess? Nice to see you. Listen, I'll tell you why I'm late. See, it was an accident. This truck hit a wagon full of watermelons, and they went all over the street. See, and I helped the guy pick them up. That's why my hands are sticky. Yeah. <laughs> I came to apologize. I'm awfully sorry for the way I spoke to you the other day. Your Please. Highness, I'm terribly sorry, but I must see you for just one moment. Please. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm yes. the Consul of Nigeria. You mentioned something about watermelons. <laughs> oh, yes, it was this accident. See, and they went all over the street. Oh, yes, how sad. About this watermelon, is it a food of your, uh, of your people? Or... Yes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Interesting. Oscar? What? Hmm? What's that? Hmm? Hmm? Are you behaving? Are you making me proud? Oh, would you cut it out? I'm going to apologize. I'm going to split. I'm going to embarrass. It's a good thing I hate tea. Why don't you order a beer? Mr. Madison, I'm sorry we were interrupting. Yes, Listen, do you mind, Felix? Do you mind? Cut it out. I wanted to apologize for the way I behaved the other day. See, it goes back to when I was a kid. When I looked at you, I should have known you were so sweet and so delicate and so divine and so busy. <laughs> that caveat? Senor Vargas, the cellist, is ready to play in the music room. Oh, Wonderful. Won't you all come this way? Oh, what a dream. Vargas, I'm very fond of him. Maybe he'll play the Boccherini. Oscar? Yeah. Come on in. Well, the Boccherini, I got a little record at home. Come on. Come on. I don't want to hear What are you sitting that way for? I always sit this way at a tea party. What are you doing? Nothing. What did you do? It was an accident. Oh, no. It was an accident. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, you disgraced yourself. Look at that. That's horrible. I know. Speak up. Get out now. No, I haven't had a chance to apologize. I'll apologize for you now. Get no, out. You don't know why I'm Will going. you leave? No, Listen, I'm going. I'm going. I'll go to the bathroom and get a wet towel or something. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
eyes. Please excuse me. The Paparini's waiting for you. Go ahead. I'm terribly sorry. Oscar? Yeah. Your country is watching. There's so many good things in that scene. When uh, when Felix is in meeting everybody, uh, but of course it's the funniest is when Oscar has no coos at all and just shakes everyone's Earl, Countess, <laughs> nice to meet you. And then of course the Nigerian, he looks at the Nigerian and he goes, brother. Brother. Now let's talk about the Nigerian. So that person who plays him is a pretty well-known person, Scoey Mitchell. Uh, he did a lot of TV and game shows in the 70s. He was, and this I didn't know, so this actually was very interesting. He was uh, part of the cast of the first mainstream TV show to have a majority black cast, which was a series adaptation of Neil Simon's Barefoot in the Park, which premiered in the same season as The Odd Couple. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, I've run across this. Now, okay, so first we should establish that Barefoot in the Park is another Neil Simon play. But was not written for an all black cast. No. In fact, was the starred, uh, made into a very successful movie starring the very successful, very white and successful Robert Redford and Jane Fonda. Um, and now I, I've run across this reference before that it kind of was like a package deal in a way, like a Paramount bought bought Barefoot in the Park was the play right before The Odd Couple. And they just had this, as I've explained before, this kind of like running deal with Neil Simon. And, uh, the Gary and more than that, Ted Gary Marshall was one of the writers on the show. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. So in 1970, so Marshall and Belson are also writing on the staff of Barefoot in the Park while they're running the Odd Couple. Marshall didn't produce Barefoot in the Park, but uh, but the credits are hard to figure out because it looks like there was only a few episodes shot, yeah, and maybe was, only uh, one aired or something. Uh, from what I read, they. Uh, there was problems with the show. It didn't do well. Problems with the show. Scoey Mitchell like quit or they fired him because he wasn't happy with it. Mm. And it did, just didn't work out. And the show was pretty quick. Well, so yeah, I, I, there's a story to be told there. I think Marshall, even uh, in his memoir that I read, uh, I don't remember the details, but he, he refers to it as like the their failed 1970 show. Um, but it's odd that, yeah, there was so much crossover between them and the Neil Simon connection. And then there was an all black odd couple. And then there was an all black odd couple, right. right. Which which we'll talk about one day, maybe. Yeah. Um, can I, uh, while we're on the subject, what's the actor's name again? Scoey Mitchell. Scoey Mitchell. He's very funny in this. And uh, uh, he, but the scene, their little, he's little dialogue with Oscar. Yeah, it's weird. really stands because, out. It's a little weird. <laughs> well, obviously there's the but, racial undertones and the right. black man about watermelon. But I, I, and I was even looking up are is there watermelon in Nigeria? And yes, there is. I don't understand <laughs> well, how a okay. So yeah, my take on it is that it's a. I I yes. It's it, it, uh, first glance, it's like oh, is this like some racist thing to have the joke or, of having a black man not know what watermelon? Yeah, is. I think it, yeah, I think that was but, the, yeah poking fun at racists. Yeah, because actually, it's what it, the real joke is. The re, it's a it's a reversal of the cliche, which yeah. is you have of white people going to. Uh, you know, non-white countries and saying, oh, what is this strange food of your people? Right. And so the idea is for a foreigner, in this case, to ask a white American, like something that's watermelon is considered very traditionally American and to say, is this a food of your people? Right. And it is a funny line. It's a funny line. Uh, it's yeah. just, it's an odd. But food. why they chose watermelon. Why chose watermelon? I mean, it is but... sticky, I suppose, but there yeah. are other well, sticky Well, the sticky foods. part I get, but 
I feel like everyone in the world knows about water law. It's yeah, a, so I think, well, I, it's sort of underlying. It's if it was the, like a hoagie or something, like a yeah. big <laughs> It's one of the elements that. of the joke is the yeah. racial uh, I guess so. Of that. Yeah. I assume it is. Uh, yeah. By the way, a, that barefoot in the park thing, do you, uh, does that exist in some form? Uh, I didn't bother I to YouTube it. find it, no. That'd be fascinating I mean, to watch. Even I mean, I'm that, sure yeah. it's in the Paramount Library, but I yeah. don't know of a way of seeing it. No deluxe DVD set of that. No, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, so overall, that's sort of just a really good scene, and it, and, and it really brings you into this world well. Yeah, Oscar, so just to recap his faux pas, he's not wearing a morning coat, a yes. proper morning Oh, he wears coat. that coat every morning, though. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I had to look up, indeed, more, the, the formal morning coat yes. is M-O-R. It is not morning m-o-u-r oh it is there's just a different derivation of why it doesn't mean what oscar thinks it does um then he uh spills the tea uh he sticky hands sticky hands calls her earl earl and the countess countess (laughs) right shakes her hands right and then finally at the end the visual joke which i think you can pick up on is that the princess is down on her knees, yes. wiping Oscar's pants, which is quite a kind of when Felix discovers them is a compromising position. But when Felix kind. goes to help her, he actually yeah. makes it and then he knocks, he her, knocks over, her over. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and his last line of "Your country is watching." watching it's yes. like behave. It's kind of like the behave. It's like the little flip of the uh, Chinese wrestler, where Felix is the one causing, you know, potentially right. causing a international scandal. incident. Yes. 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 Uh, so now we have a new scene. The cat, a cab pulls up to 1049 Park Avenue. Felix is asleep on the couch in the living Was room. it 1049 Park Avenue? Did you notice? Yes. Yes. I mean, it doesn't say it, but it's obviously it's that. that. It's that familiar yeah. shot of the yeah. cab pulling up, right? Uh, Felix is in the living room wearing his orange robe that we've seen before. He has a magazine in his hand, and I was able to see the magazine is oh. called Vacation. There is no Vacation magazine in real life that I can tell. I mm. think it was the Paramount version of Holiday Magazine, which was uh. a big magazine in the 60s and 70s. Oscar walks in in a good mood. He takes off his hat. He throws it against the closet as if there was a coat rack there to throw the hat on, but there is no coat rack. So it just falls on the floor. Felix asks what happened. And Oscar says, Felix, you're going to think I'm some kind of nut, but I just had the greatest evening of my life. Felix says, what happened? Oscar says, nothing. That's what's so fantastic. We didn't do anything. Just being with the princess, that was all. Felix says, what did you do? Oscar says, took her to the Statue of Liberty. And Felix says, wow, what a spender. Was she impressed? And Oscar says, well, I know I was impressed. It was the first time I've seen it. She went there last week with the State Department, reinforcing that she's here on some sort of right. royal tour. Are they implying it that they went at night to the Statue of Liberty? Yes, that's what I took away. Uh, which, yeah, I don't know that you can do, but maybe if the princess... That was the 70s. Know. Things were different. Felix says she couldn't wait to get back, huh? Oscar says, well, the State Department didn't take her on the Staten Island Ferry. The State Department didn't buy her a big, fat, salty pretzel with mustard on it. And Felix says, you bought her a salty pretzel. Oh, boy. Uh, Oscar says, you can laugh if you want, but she loved it. Felix, I can't tell you what an evening it was. And Felix says, what did you do? Oscar says, nothing. We just talked to people. People talked to us. That's all we did. Talk to strangers. She knighted a wino. I'm telling you, New York never looked so great to me. Then we stopped at Manny's Delicatessen for a bite to eat. I don't think there is a Manny. I mean, there may I'm be. sure there has been. I think it's a, probably not a famous It's place. not a famous one. Felix says, the princess of the pastrami. Oscar says, and you, and you know what happened when I took her home? Felix says, she had heartburn. <laughs> Oscar says, I kissed her goodnight. Well, Bruno was hanging around in the back, so it's a little peck. That's all. 
Yolk says, you pecked a princess. Maybe she's kissing every frog she meets. Oscar says, anyway, this frog is taking her out Thursday night to the formal dinner at the Regent. Felix says, the Regent, the grand ball, the Duchess of, Oscar says, of whatchamacallit. Yeah, she needs an escort, so she asks me. Felix, I think I'm falling in love with a princess. End scene. <laughs> so it's a kind of, it's not so much a funny button to the scene, but it is kind of a cute it's a, one. It's a dramatic one. Yeah, dramatic, yeah. New scene, uh, Felix, Oscar, it's 3.30 in the morning. Oscar says, am I ready to be... So they're in the living room, I should say. And like, they So this see... isn't quite a brand new scene, isn't it? Isn't it just a, yeah, it's a, scene a little later? Like, like, uh, just had a break of... I guess so. I don't know. If Is he still wearing the now. bathroom? I don't remember now. I, th I, I think it's another day because he says the oh. regent... Oh, Thursday night. Thursday night. Yeah. So I'm okay. thinking this is like okay. a day or two later. Yeah. Uh, they're in the living room. Oscar Felix says, Oscar, it's 3.30 in the morning. And Oscar says, am I ready to be presented at the court? Felix says, yes, night court. You're impossible, Oscar. Felix, take me through it again. Take me through the receiving line, please. Felix says, oh, okay, one more time. Go out the door. So they're in the living room, clearly practicing for Oscar to be introduced at this big gala because he obviously doesn't know what he's doing. So here's Felix teaching Oscar how to be presented. Uh, the door, try to get it. Be quiet out there. It's four o'clock in the morning. People are trying to sleep. Knock on the door silently. How do you knock silently? How do you do? You don't shake hands with the butler. What's the matter with you, Oscar? You're such a. Well, I didn't know you were playing the butler now. All right, come on, come in. But don't go out again. Come on. So you go down the receiving line. The gentleman always goes first. First, you shake hands with the Grand Duke. I'll be the Grand Duke. Right. And now you take the Grand Duchess's hand. I'm the I Grand kiss Duchess. her hand. No. I kiss her foot. No. I lick her stand. No. Oh, no. I don't know. You bow over her hand. That's all. You don't say anything. Nothing. Unless she speaks first. All right, try it again. Don't go outside. Just come down. All right, so you're walking down. I'm the Grand Duke. You shake hands with the Grand Duke. You take the Grand Duchess's hand. Oh, you're Mr. Madison, the sports writer, aren't you? Yeah, Duchess, how'd you, you know that? You don't say, yeah, Duchess. You talk classy. You say, yes, your royal highness, I am. I go again. This is impossible. Try one more. All right. You're coming down the line. You shake hands with the Grand Duke. He doesn't say much, does he? All right. Now, Grand Duchess, you take her hand. You bow. Oh, you're Mr. Madison, aren't you? Got to ask me if I'm a sports writer. Well, maybe she will, maybe she won't. She's she's an unpredictable duchess. I don't want to talk to a dingling duchess. <laughs> I don't know what everywhere happens. Just nod, say nothing. You're uneducable. You can't teach you anything. You suffer from invincible ignorance. Well, you have no patience. All I mean, right, never mind. So now we're coming into dinner. Now you're going to show me how you sit down. Well, I usually bend my knees very, very strong. <laughs> Been working for 30 years. No. First, you pull out the chair for the lady. Right. Then you sit down. Ah. <laughs> the button there is they both sit in the chair at the same time. That's a funny scene, but I, for some reason, I feel like it could be funnier. Like, I, 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 I don't know what it is, but I feel like there's just something more could have happened there. Well, yeah, there's not a, I mean, it's, it, not a lot of physical comedy. I mean, as you said, the, the last bit when they sit in the chair together is kind of the closest there is to a very physical gag. But um, 
unlike the other similar scenes that they've done like we talked about that they kind of developed well, through improvisation something the yeah. football yeah uh, but it's um and also i think what's a little odd about it is that and this is true of oscars throughout the whole episode he's actually we're seeing like a very kind of uh not the cynical oscar but kind of he's falling in love he's in the beginning he was so genuinely sad for felix that he ruined his uh, opportunity uh so this is like a and now he's like all excited about going to the ball and so it's a little out of character for the usual oscar um but uh, yeah they don't there's not really they don't really do that much with the, I, with the my gag. favorite moment is when he says yeah duchess <laughs> <laughs> right and again I, I love how klugman is just playing up uh oscar well this is yeah this whole episode is about class in a in a different way and oscar says early on um why do i always you know get intimidated by people high class people and that so that's what this is about is that he's just like cur- incurably low class <laughs> right uh and it's more that felix is so comfortable also in that right in that like the contrast yeah right um, so now we've exterior shop a, a shot again of uh, FU Enterprises, Felix's studio. Oscar's getting fitted for a suit for the party, and the tailor is played by Billy Sands, yeah, who we saw and talked about earlier. Had a much bigger part in the episode where he played Roger Doctor, Blanche's almost husband, uh, from being divorced is never having to say I do. As as faithful listeners may remember, I did not like him so much in that episode. There's too much of him. You liked him more, but. I like him better here because he's just doing a little bit and uh, he's funny because it just a little thing goes a long way for me. And uh, he asks Oscar, you like a nice sleeve, a full sleeve? And Felix answers by saying, no, narrow sleeve. And then he says, you like a narrow cuff? And Felix answers, no, cuff at all. And the tailor then goes right to Felix and says, high rise or low rise? And Felix says, high rise. Then there's a barber who says, look, look, gentlemen, I'm a busy man. Let's get on with this. Now, the barber has also been a non-couple episode. James Milholland, who played the funeral director in the season one episode. Albert the Parrot. About the bird. Uh, Um, Can I just say now, both of these. Yeah, I was struck by both of these uh, actors appearing in what are basically walk-on. Yes, it, it is a surprising <laughs> amount of getting these people for... And I'm not saying they were like, like not household name actors who they had to pay a million dollars to, but they're like two very experienced and very recognizable character it actors. It felt like this whole episode had a bigger budget. Between yeah, the- I guess so, right. And, that, and the scene, all the extras in that scene and all the set decorations, yes, maybe. Yes, definitely. Um, and if, but you would think when you get Gene Simmons that you don't have as much of a budget. Else, <laughs> they splurged, yeah. They splurged. Um, but it is funny that I don't, and I, I think this scene with the tail and the barber, I really did not remember it. And that seems like a scene, another scene probably cut for syndication. Uh, no, I remember. Really? I, okay. I think I remember the scene from syndication. It certainly is expendable, but. I thought the scene before where they, Felix was teaching him, I thought that was the scene cut from syndication because hmm. I don't remember that scene. Okay. It makes more sense to cut this scene. Yes. But I don't remember the other one. Felix continues to talk to the tailor and says, I want this suit to be perfection. This man is meeting royalty. And the tailor says, this is what I remember. I remember him saying, you think my goods never touched royalty before? Give me a king, I'll give you a size. I just remember that line. Hmm. Oscar asked him to just do the measurements. And now Felix turns to the barber and says, I want it to be neat, but not corny. You know what I mean? Styled, yes, but not too far out. You understand? And the barber says, yes, of course. We have several choices. We could pull it forward or brush it back, or we could fluff up the sides. 
And Felix asks, what does he recommend? And the barber says a hat. And this allows them to get around the fact that they can't touch Oscar's hair anyway because Jack Klugman wears a toupee. Yes, yes. Uh, so now there's a cut scene. Like and we're still in the studio, still Oscar's getting ready. There's a phone rings. Oscar says, hi, your royal highness. I don't know. I'll ask him. And she turns to Felix and says, he turns to Felix and says, she wants to know if you want to go to the ball. And she's, she's got a date for you. And Felix says, oh, I love it. Yes, who's the date? Oscar tells him it's Miss Rykoff. Then Felix backs off and says, no, I don't think so. And Oscar asks him to do it for him. And Felix then agrees. So now we see what. So this yeah. uh, we're going to see more of Miss Rykoff now. And this is a running gag throughout the episode that that this very loud fat lady keeps chasing Felix. And yes. he's not a, he he is not into her. No. And it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a trope. A, Yes, yeah. it's a yeah, it's a bit beneath the odd couple, but whatever. But it's funny, and she's very she. Well, she's like, very funny. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, very funny. Then we see what's obviously stock color footage of some very sun, sumptuous, fancy dance in some big ballroom. I'm presuming it's from some Paramount movie. I don't know. No. What it is. Uh, and then we see a Rolls Royce uh, mm-hmm. driving uh, in, in the city from the vantage point of the grill of the Roy- of the Rolls Royce. And now uh, everyone enters the Waldorf Hotel. We're back into the hotel suite. And that leads us to our final clip. It's another five-minute clip because a lot happens and it's worth playing. Persuade you to give me a royal tour? Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> Come on, Skinny. Would you like to see the royal seal? Yes, where is it? In my room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Miss Rykoff has that marvelous capacity to relax when the day's work is done. Hey, realize it's the first time we've ever been alone. Won't you sit down, Oscar? Oh, thank you, yeah. Thank would you like a drink? Oh, yes, I would. You know, this whole evening has been a revelation to me. I mean, I thought that you people, I mean, all of these people were, were different, but they're not. No, not at all. I don't want to brag, but uh, I thought I carried it off pretty good, don't you think? You were charming, Oscar. A perfect escort. Thank you very much. Sit. Sit. <laughs> oh, after you. Beer? Mr. Unger said it was your favorite. Oh, but he insisted that I open it. <laughs> Hey, I had a great time at that party, and I'm glad that Duke didn't mind when I stepped on his wooden foot. I'm glad he was a good sport. <laughs> He's also a terrific tap dancer. <laughs> I'd like to propose a toast. To probably the greatest evening of my life. Here's Mud and your eye. And I hope to see a lot more of you. Oh, well, I'm afraid not. We're leaving tomorrow, you know. You're leaving tomorrow? Can't you hang around for a couple more days? Well, being a princess makes it rather difficult to hang around very much. 
Although I would like to. But you'd be coming back. Oh, it's possible. Well, it's also possible I could be going to Lichtenberg, right? I mean, cover sports. Hey, was your country entered in the Olympics? Yes, but uh, we only had one man. What event was he in? All of them. How'd he do? He died in the relays. <laughs> Sorry, when you live in a small country, you have to have a sense of humor. <laughs> but since, since you're going away, uh, you know, I, I won't see you for a while. I, well, this is going to be hard. I was wondering if there's any, but you and I, uh, if, if there was any chance that we could be... Uh, friends? Well, a lot more than friends. I was wondering if, if you and I, together, uh, I don't know how to say... Oscar, are you proposing to me? Yes, I am. Thank you, Oscar. But, uh, I'm afraid marriage is a very complicated thing for me. You know, diplomacy and things like that. Do you know I've been engaged for 15 years to a prince in Iran? Do you love him? I've never met him. He's, um, sort of a trade pact. What kind of trade pact? Well, we get oil, and they get me. Well, they sure got the best of that deal. Oh, Oscar. I'll remember this evening for the rest of my life. You will? I sure know I will. You better be careful. You're liable to turn me into a prince. I'll do better than that. What? What are you doing? What's that? I dub thee Sir Oscar Madison, Knight of the Nice Guys. You're kidding. <laughs> I'm afraid I am. My quote of a knight has run out this year. The wino was the last one. <laughs> oh, come on, skinny. You tell Felix that I'm ready to leave. Yes, I will. believe they did wah 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 the visual gag there is that felix comes out looking very disheveled assumably <laughs> like his clothes man. have been ripped off yes <laughs> and he looks like Reichoff. traumatized yes that miss <laughs> miss reikoff has manhandled him yes and he gives oscar a very angry look uh but that's a very like moving like there's a there's a lot of stuff going on in that scene yeah it's a dramatic scene right because you, you also have, you know very capable actress obviously playing off uh, Jack Klugman. Uh, now, I, would, I remember when he fumfers around and can't say what he's trying to say, I always thought he was asking her to be his girlfriend, but she jumps apparently correctly <laughs> to figure out that he's asking her yeah. to marry him. But yeah, that surprised me too, because it's not like it's 1912. I mean, <laughs> Right. You know, they and, have only he said this is the first this is the first time they've been alone together. And by our count, this is the the third time they've met basically uh and so I'm not, yeah i mean uh, so yes i he would uh i i don't i'm curious why they felt the need 
in the writing even to to take it there i guess she has to be able to say no to him in some way and she's not saying no to being friends well but she I'm, can't you know i'm not downplaying i'm if he i'm not pointing out the fact that he's taking it too far to ask her to marry him now i'm okay. pointing out the fact that she figures out that's what he's asking her <laughs> well you know that i must say to Yes, on one level, she could be very smart, but on the, it's also one of my, it's, it's kind of a pet peeve of mine, a, a writer's trick is to, uh, when they want you, this, this situation where the other character in the scene is just a brilliant mind reader and <laughs> saves the writer the trouble of putting it in the mouth of the other character. Um, so I find it, in a way, it's a, it's a bit of a lazy um, bit of dialogue writing, but um but I, I think was... it's seriously that that is what's supposed to be going on. I mean, and it's like, why doesn't, I guess, okay. So today we wouldn't write it like this. We would, he would just be trying to have a relationship with her of some kind. Right. Long, very long distance. Um, but I think they needed to close the door. Like she's not going to be a recurring character. Well, well, they could have done that if he asked her to be his girlfriend anyway. It doesn't have to be. True. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. It's odd. It's a little yeah, odd. It's odd. Uh, it's also, oh, by the way, for Oscar, I mean, it just, yeah, I guess the assumption is that he's so tr uh, transfixed and uh, uh, hypnotized by this woman that all of a sudden, Mr. Divorced Bachelor, right. you know, is like all of a sudden, yes, oh, I'll marry you. It just occurred to me who the other actress was who's kind of well known playing not herself. It's actually another episode where Oscar almost gets married but doesn't, which is Dina Merle. And at the end of that episode, he realizes he can't get married again. So what you're bringing up here about the fact that Oscar like wants to marry this person after three dates or two dates, uh, it goes against Oscar when later, when he's got a really more substantial relationship, yeah. uh, he calls it off. But yeah, Dina Merrill's another person who mm. uh, is a fairly prominent name at the time who doesn't play And that's Merrill. That's a later season, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes. That comes up uh, in season five uh, uh, of the show Oscar and Love is right. the episode. So, yeah, the other thing about this scene is that it's uh, also, I've been saying about how uh, Oscar's a little out of character, uh, or it's a different side of Oscar, let's say, that we usually see the his romantic side. But from what I know of Jack Klugman, this is actually more Jack Klugman's um, uh, thing, you know, playing a sensitive guy, playing a Ever, a sensitive, average-looking, not well above average, average-looking everyman, uh, and he who is uh, great sincerity and compassion. A lot of the roles that he specialized in were you know, were kind of uh, gentle, gentler people than Oscar Madison, and uh, the, he wasn't cast as a meanie. He wasn't. And when you think of Quincy, even uh, Quincy's a tough guy, but he's like very. He's very sincere and very. He's not like sarcastic and mean. Is he? I don't know. Uh, he can be mean, but it's always yeah. for the good. Passionate, of, passionate yeah, about justice. The good right. of the city of Los Angeles. Right, right. Yeah. So even Quincy's a very, I think Quincy is, the Quincy side of Klugman is more Klugman for real right. than Oscar. Yeah. And yeah. I, so it is one of the nice things about this episode is it brings out this other side of him. Uh, and then we have a tag. Felix is serving soup to Oscar while saying, remember what the poet Tennyson said. It is better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. All right, Oscar, you lost, but you also gained something. You gained a beautiful new experience. You gained a new polish, a panache. You want to live <laughs> on a somewhat higher level. You now have a new awareness of style, of grace, of elegance. And he picks up a glass and says, I salute the new Oscar. 
And Oscar says, thank you, Felix. And he picks up a bowl with soup in it with his hands and drinks the soup right out of it as they both look at each other. What was, they, there was another episode that made a big joke about panache. I think, oh, it's the theater critic one. Yeah, okay. okay. Uh, and that's a, that's a, it's a good tag. I mean, it's very fitting. It's short, but it's yeah. and it not bad. Uh, so overall, I really like this episode. I give it four out of five. It's not the funniest episode, but there's something about the world you brought into and the Oscars out of fish out of water and it's Felix is so comfortable in this world and just I really enjoy it so I give it four, four out of five uh, Murray's four out of five Murray's uh you know I thought I mean when I was watching it I was uh, I'd forgotten how serious it is and and that kind of I was a little disappointed in that, but but listening to you talk about it, uh, I was going to give it three. I'd say a three and a half, but I can't quite get to four as like one of my favorites. But um, but it certainly is a, a a great example of showing off the depth of the whole series, like they the the, the variety of kinds of stories they told, the the depth of the characters' emotions. So this really is uh, speaks well to that aspect of the show. Um. All right, so uh, the next episode we would have covered would have been the pen is mightier than the pencil uh, if we were continue to go sequentially, but that was the episode we covered in our first podcast when we introduced ourselves and we wanted to start our podcast with one of our favorites. Uh, so we went out of order. So what And little did we know that yes. we would still be doing this. This is, this is episode 25, it. by the way, of wow. our podcast. Ooh. So what we're going to do is midweek, so we're going to release this, uh, you'll, you'll obviously figure that out when we release it, but then a few days later, we're going to re-release our first episode, but we're going to put in a bonus segment Yes. where you and I are going to listen to uh, Eleanor Donahue talk about Miriam Welby, because uh, that episode is pretty much the first episode to really feature Miriam. You know, she was, she was introduced in the, in the Blind Date episode a bit. But uh, she really wasn't a, a, a true recurring regular until a true recurring character until the pen is mightier. So we're going to uh, re-release our episode and give you a little bonus segment where Garrett and I will listen to that five minute interview. So a little, little uh, treat, a little extra 1049 yes. for this week. Uh, and then, and then we're also going to do a second, you know, a full new episode, uh, later that later next week, uh, for, as we keep going in order. So as usual, if you have any feedback or comments, questions, or answers for us, you can email us at 1049pod at gmail.com. And we hope you'll leave us a review and, and five-star rating on iTunes. All right, Garrett, well, I'm going to go have a big fat salty pretzel with mustard on it. So we'll talk later. You're just a dingbat duchess, Ted. Good night, everybody.